do you call music that flows freely across borders, separating pop, rock, jazz, and classical? At the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra, we call it Liquid Music, and this podcast, Liquid Music Playlist, is a place where you can tap into it. I'm Steve Seal from Classical Minnesota Public Radio. Over the course of this series of podcasts, we'll be talking with some of the most adventurous and genre-defying composers, musicians, and performers in new music today. Each conversation is going to have two parts. First, we'll chat with our guest artist about their music and career, and then, in the spirit of discovery that defines liquid music, we'll get their recommendation for the music of another artist that they think you'll appreciate. It's all part of the flow of liquid music, where the exploration of new ideas and the celebration of new sounds never stops. Support for Liquid Music Playlist comes from McNally Smith College of Music, a contemporary music program that provides an education focused on artistry, technology, and entrepreneurship. Check them out, mcnallysmith.edu. So I'm very excited to have as our first guest celebrated Brooklyn-based composer William Brittell. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here. Bill works in the sphere of pop-influenced electroacoustic art music. Right now we're listening to a bit of his work, Future Shock, performed by Acme, the American Contemporary Music Ensemble. Bertel's career spans a wide arch between New York's downtown classical scene and the worlds of pop and rock in equal measure. He's also one of the founders of the record label New Amsterdam Records. The New York Times has called his work bright and joyous, and Classical TV said William Bertel is creating a body of work that has no precedent and marks him as one of the most promising heirs in the vital American maverick tradition. I, uh, I want to get a sense for how you landed in the spot where you are making the kind of music that you do. What were some of the most significant musical discoveries that you made in your life that set you on the, the path that you went down? Like what were the actual like artists, pieces the, of music or sure. artists that really blew your mind? I guess the, the first stage for me, you know, growing up in a conservative environment, playing uh, piano, like classical competitions and stuff, when I discovered like Chopin and then Debussy and then Ravel, that sort of opened the world to me, especially with uh, Debussy and Ravel, the fact that they were influenced by jazz and Asian music, and they, ha- they were sort of like outward looking. That was really fascinating to me because I hadn't really encountered that idea before in music. Um, and then sort of the next pivot point was definitely getting the Velvet Underground box set my freshman year mm-hmm. and, and college. And I remember just like spending like three months just listening to it. That revolutionized the way that I thought about music, like music as a vehicle for a truth. And to me, up until that point, I thought about really smart things as having to have emotional distance wrapped up in them. And that, that really broke that down. And then there were more down the line, but I'd say that everything kind of springboarded from that for me. This is a bit from your most recent full release, Loving the Chambered Nautilus, from a couple of years ago, performed here by members of ACME, the American Contemporary Music Ensemble. So a lot of, of what makes up this disc is a suite called Future Shock. You get some really dizzying string playing on here, also some really gnarly synthesizers, and a lot of the time I, it's like I'm hearing this really athletic chamber music recital going on on a dance floor, is what I feel like listening to this. Tell 
telling about this piece? Is the title Future Shock indicative of where your head was at with it? Definitely. I mean, it, it was sort of like the realization that there was no clean and easy way to combine the things that I was interested in. Every time I've been present when this piece is performed, like, it feels very unnatural for me to be sitting down. I want to stand up and I want to move. Uh, there's a driving rhythm to it. There, the bass drops a couple of times <laughs> and, uh, right. you know, I, I sort of ran out of excuses why these, these two areas of interest couldn't coexist in the music I was writing. And then on the closing composition, which is also the title track of the CD, suddenly a falsetto vocalist comes in. It could be Prince, it could be Pat Metheny Group, and suddenly we're very fearlessly incorporating pop music gestures again. Tell me about this track. Well, the uh, guy that's singing is Caleb Burhens, who I've seen uh, fill in for everything from a bass to a soprano and a choir. Um, just one of those phenomenal musicians. And he also plays uh, uh, violin on, in the uh, string quartet, which is an incredibly difficult part. So he's just all over the place. And I asked him to sing like Michael McDonald on this. I said, you know, that, that's what I'm hearing. And it was a moment for him to uh, just really let go and sing, you know, for somebody that's really trained, like, to just let go. And, and the whole ending of the piece, I just said, Caleb, let it go. Just do what you want to do. So it's improvised? It sort of gets gradually more improvised at the end. Uh, and at the end, there's like, you know, eight different Caleb's all doing yeah. whatever those Caleb's want to do. Yeah, it's amazing. listening to Liquid Music Playlist. I'm Steve Seal. My guest today is Brooklyn-based composer William Bertel. So, Bill, now it's time for the portion of our show when uh, you share what you've brought in here with you today. What do you have for us? Uh, it's music by the experimental electronic composer Arca, uh, who uh, was born and raised in Venezuela and came up through El Sistema, which is this uh, really phenomenal uh, classical music system that uh, the conductor for the LA Phil came up through. And he just released an album recently. He's worked with uh, Kanye West and FKA Twigs and some other more established kind of like post-hip-hop artists. Uh, but he recently released this album called Zen that I'm just really fascinated with. So the record is, is it's spelled X-E-N, pronounced Zen. I think it's pronounced, I don't, <laughs> that's... As far as we know. As far as we know. So what are we listening to here? Describe it for us. This is the title track. Um, I feel like it's a microcosm for the album as a whole. You know, there are moments that are, are that are referential of uh, hip hop or EDM in, in almost this hazy, dreamlike way. But there's an almost improvisational feel to it at times, which is so rare in electronic music. Uh, there's a way that he's able to get off the grid. And what I mean by that is um, 
there's a, a rhythmic structure that is dictated by the electronic parts. So the musicians don't have the freedom to slow, slow down or speed up, right. or, which normally classical musicians would. In Arca's case, he's somehow able to have uh, sometimes elements that speed up and slow down, but also sometimes the entire piece has, has this flow to it that's similar to classical music that you just don't find in electronic music. Is this notated music, or is it improvised, or a combination of both? I wish he was here for a lot of different reasons, so I could ask him that and a lot of other questions about how he does it. I mean, right now, I don't know how mainstream this music is at this point. I, I think his visibility is mostly through his engagement with other artists, uh, but I know that so many of my composer friends in New York are just fascinated with this record and trying to figure out exactly how he's doing what he's doing. I've definitely never heard anything like it. I mean, and it's that lack of rhythmic regularity that really is, is kind of what makes it so unique. And his choice of synthesizer timbres are really interesting too, yeah. because it's like, it's simultaneously kind of all-encompassing, but not warm. It's still kind of prickly. Yeah. It's like standing next to fireworks. <laughs> it is. You know? Yeah, there's, there's pain. He involves pain. There were some very negative reviews about this record that had to do with either the noise aspects or the fact that um, it feels haphazard at times. And there's this great uh, magazine uh, called Ad Hoc. Um, it's for sale for $1 on the internet by, by the small Brooklyn uh, sort of like presenting outfit. And there's a really great article. This article talked about how noise is a tool and it's an emotional tool, you know, and how Ark is able to walk that line where certain things are grating and they're a little bit painful, but it's all part of this emotional fabric of the music. The fact that this is experimental music, that he's also a guy who's been sought out by, I mean, you mentioned Kanye West, who's yeah. one of the most successful musicians can't get of bigger the day. Than that. You pretty, get, pretty much can't get bigger than that. Does this mean that mainstream pop artists are looking outside the mainstream for their sonic palette? Well, Kanye West certainly is. I don't. I feel like it's dangerous to extrapolate anything on Kanye West. You know, I, kind I, of, I, isn't it? <laughs> but, but you see it in Kendrick Lamar, too. I mean, you're talking about uh, one of the most successful albums of last year, and this guy is uh, working with, like, really experimental, amazingly cool jazz artists from the L.A. scene, and, and they're on this, like, huge hip-hop record. You know, I think it's really fascinating. And it's, it's not just classical artists reaching out and being influenced by other kinds of music. It's happening the other way, too. music of Arca from his album Zen. As best we know, that's how it's pronounced, but it's spelled X-E-N. William Bertel, thanks so much. Thank you. We listened to selections from Bill's album Loving the Chambered Nautilus, featuring members of Acme, the American Contemporary Music Ensemble. It's available on New Amsterdam Records. Bill's new project, premiered at the 2015 Liquid Music Series, is called Spiritual America, composed for and performed by the duo Y-Oak, with special guest violinist Michi Wiyanko. This episode of Liquid Music Playlist was brought to you by our friends at McNally Smith College of Music, based in downtown St. Paul. The school puts a focus on providing the skills and education needed to prepare their students for a contemporary career in music. In fact, we're recording in their studios right now. What's more contemporary than a podcast, right? More at mcnallysmith.edu. Liquid Music Playlist is a production of the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra's Liquid Music Series. Learn more at liquidmusicseries.org. The creator and producer of the podcast 
is Don Lee. Our engineer was Austin Davenport. Kate Nordstrom is Liquid Music Curator. And Matt Tucson is Executive Producer of Digital Media. I'm Steve Seal. Thanks for listening to Liquid Music Playlist. Thank you.